0: Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, aka the Martinsburg Madman, aka this show's frontman, and main host. Kind of as promised in the main episode this week, and you know what? I'm going to fulfill kind of a promise that I made earlier this week as well, and that is, for those of you who missed out on AwesomeCon this year, we're going to kick up our anniversary bonus retrospectives as well. Now, here's the thing. For those of you who listened to our main episode this is a and those for who coming in f- trying to uh uh off in from awesome con uh what i'm about to share to you is kind of one panel that i constantly uh post up as a four skate, four state retrospective um, and everything else I've posted reposted so many times it's disgusting. Uh, those of you who've been listening for a while, please forgive. And that's the um, good versus evil panel that we did many, many, many years ago. I want to say back in 2016, uh, it stars uh, Robert Axelrod, uh, God Rest his soul who passed away a few years ago. It stars Vernon um, Vernon Wells. Uh, this is the one that I promised to you. Earlier this week, folks, at, on a main episode, uh, I thought it was something I already downloaded. I thought it was the when Dinos attacks panel. Um, I might post that up uh, again further in, like next week or something like that. But for everybody, because I kind of promised the folks coming in from AwesomeCon and all that, I'm going to post up some more interviews that we've done through four state throughout the week. Now, here's the thing, to kind of mitigate a lot of things, you'll still get an intro and an outro, and uh, you're going to hear me introduce either the panel or the interview, uh, the person I'm going to interview, then you're going to have the interview or the panel, that's if I did, uh, if not, you're just going to have the interview or the panel, but after that, you're going to have the outro and me Welcome you back and so forth and so on. It's just to mitigate any uh, other stuff that I might have added at the end. So, I'm just going to cut cut things down for time for the most part and try to speed things up for the rest of the week and uh, everything else. Now, we have about two, two and a half weeks to our anniversary. I hope you all enjoy everything. So, take it. Take care, everyone. See you guys on the other side of this panel. As always, George, cue the music. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast.
1: You're listening to the Long Coat Mafia. Capiche? So, uh, the voice I- of Lord's and, uh, thanks to the Mighty Muffin Power Rangers.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm the oh, host. you're gonna this, be the oh, moderator here. Yeah, I'm the moderator. Oh, moderator. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, you're the bigger name here, Robert. Uh, my name is Christopher Lumser. I run the podcast, uh, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. I have flyers here. Uh, this panel will be the first to uh, drop mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, our guest today is going to be Robert Axelrod, and hopefully arriving shortly would be Michael Copan and Vernon Wells of Power Rangers, time force uh but for right now we have robert a- uh robert axelrod here um who voiced not only finster and uh lord said in the original mighty morphin power rangers that's uh, correct uh because you're first on the list you'll be a little bit easier to do uh out of curiosity um Coming up with uh, both Lord Zed's and uh, Finster's uh, voices out. Do we
1: have more chairs for these folks?
0: Yeah. Geez. Sure.
1: They don't have any more chairs. Well, come on
0: in. Come on in. Get closer. We won't bite. We
1: don't have microphones, so we don't.
0: We don't. Uh, our f- microphones are not hooked, these up, are to hooked up to speakers. Uh, to. We are recording live for my podcast, so. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, this is a nice. Uh, ah, yeah, it's a big crowd. Yeah. Welcome again. Welcome if you are, if Matt hasn't welcomed you all to the show. Welcome to the Four States Slasher Con. Again, this is Michael, uh, Robert Axelrod, Michael Copan, and um, Vernon Wells will be here shortly, hopefully. Um,
1: uh, all right. So, uh,
0: uh, what was your inspiration for uh, Finster's and Lord Zedd's voices?
1: My inspiration for Finster's voice was good question. Uh, sort of, uh, I. I fashioned him after uh, Ted Lehman, who was a voice actor for many years in our crowd of voice actors. And uh, he probably would have gotten a job if he hadn't retired. He retired the year before to Kentucky. He was a judge in Kentucky, so he went back to doing that. After many years in show business, he went to retire to live with his mother, take care of his mother in Kentucky. So uh, I sort of fashioned him after... I, how I thought he would do the voice and came up with uh, with Finster. Oh my queen. Uh so that's how I that's what inspired me for uh, for Finster for, for Lord Zed. Lord Zed was sort of a uh, well I figured a ar- man that's what it was. Lord Zed was a man is right. Lord was man, that's that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh I figured he'd be sort of like Darth Vader. Because uh, Darth Vader was hot at the time. And Saban, you steal from the best, you know, in show business. So I, I based on that, and uh, I had fashioned a voice for a character a year before for an audition. And I never got the job. But uh, I had to save this voice because it was a great voice. I don't know why I didn't get the job. I guess they were too scared. Or something. But, uh, uh, I blew them away in the, in the room. But, of course, they have to... When, they, when you go out for a job like that, it's usually... You know, I, I imagine it as the ten nodding bobbleheads sitting around a table. And you got to get all the bobbleheads to bobble their head like this before you get the job. Bobble their head with a Yes. So I imagine that the 10 nodding bobbleheads, not enough bobbleheads went. So I didn't get the job for that. So I said, I gotta save that voice. And sure enough, Lord Zed came up. So I started using the voice for Lord Zed at home. This was at home, when just me and the tape recorder. And uh, I, I, I made some modifications. I deepened it, because uh, 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 the original voice was really up in the nose. So I got it out of the nose and into the chest and diaphragm. And uh, that was Lord Zed. That was my inspiration, was this uh, was Darth Vader and this... Uh... Darth Vader was more not the voice quality, but the voice... Well, maybe the voice quality. The power behind not it? Not the which... tone, but the power. The, uh, uh, the regal stateliness of the character. I figured, you know, he's Lord Zed. He's a lord. He was knighted by somebody, <laughs> so he's Lord Zed. Uh, so uh, uh, that's that's where the inspiration came
0: on those two voices. For me, researching for this panel, um, re- going to Robert's history. Um, I was amazed that it was one of your previous roles that you were in. It might have been a minor role that got me into a fandom when I was oh. younger. Uh, that was your voice when you did a, the English dub for Akira. Oh, yeah. So um, sure. I was happy that you were, in essence, a part of me growing as a fan uh-huh. and being an inspiration, obviously, for a much younger audience now, uh-huh. um do, uh, are you part of the new m- rumored Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that's movie? coming out? Or?
1: No, no, I haven't been asked anything yet, uh I don't think Lord Zedd will be in this movie I think they're concentrating on Rita judging from the publicity uh though you never know. I, you know they like to spring surprises and uh uh, you never know.
0: Would you be willing to bring back the character? Oh, I sure,
1: asked? I would. But I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to to bring the character back intact as as the character had been. Because look at the changes they made with Rita Repulsa. Yeah, so she's in green. She's low cut. She's got real breasts instead of those <laughs> those outrageous cones. <laughs> <calls. laughs> <laughs> and uh. uh so, uh, uh, who knows what the liberties they'll take with Lord Zedd, seeing as they've already taken the liberties with Rita. Uh, the sky's the limit. So, uh, I don't expect them to just have some guy in the costume and me doing the voice. I, I, I expect they'll have something uh, different. Um, whether they use my voice, or they hire me as a consultant to train. That's my voice. I own that voice, so they can't—they can't—they uh, can imitate, but they can't duplicate.
0: What? So uh,
1: who knows? Um, I'm not counting any. Mo- I'm not counting on it. You I'm not spending the money. <laughs> Put it that way.
0: I know this is strictly power. Power Rangers based. Uh yeah. Once the other two guests arrive, we'll we'll pick it up with them as well. Um, because you did have a diverse voice acting career. Yes. Um, Digimon was after Power Rangers, was it? Yeah. Yeah. What um, uh, was it like to be you know go from one i on, say hit show Power Rangers in, in its way the original was a hit show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, to somewhat of another hit show on Fox, I think. Digimon was on Fox, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The fantasy saying, yeah. Um, what was it like being on that show? Again, it was a general Well, audition. I was
1: I was, more, I was a minor... Armadillo, was, Armadillo Man was kind of a minor character. Uh, he didn't have a lot of lines, as I recall. He was in a lot of the action sequences. But uh, I was in the movie. He was in the movie, so uh, he was a status character. And Wizardmon... Only stuck around for four episodes. He was a major character, but uh, he was just in four episodes, uh, uh, just an arc in the show. So, uh, uh, what was it like? It was. I almost expected something good to come out of Power Rangers, uh, and that was the good that came out of Power Rangers. They, uh, they, uh, we weren't making any residual checks because uh, the show was non-union up until the last three episodes. And, uh... Uh... So that was a little bonus I got from, uh... from Saban to Uh... Actually, I had to audition for Armadillo Man. Oddly enough, I did audition. I didn't have to audition for Wizard Man. They just gave me... Tony Oliver just gave me the role. Because he knew I could do it. He, and he wanted my voice quality for it. But Armadillo Man... I auditioned for uh, like six of the Mons of the, uh, of the Digimon, the new Digimon that was coming out that season. And Armadillo was the worst of the six audition quality-wise that I did. I just kind of threw it away because I, I didn't really have an idea except that he was from Texas, Armadillo, Texas, Amarillo, Texas. Armadillo, Texas. So I, I made them kind of like Texas. It was a little little drawl. And they loved it. And that's what they went with. So uh, uh, that's happened to me once before when I did a bad audition and everybody else thought it was good. The bobbleheads said yes. Uh, the other one was for uh, a part I had in an arc of... Uh, what?
0: Yeah. Here they are. Here they are.
1: Here they are. Here they're not. Here they are.
0: And we have um, Here's Vernon. here's Vernon Wells
2: and
1: Vernon bought the pizza, let's give him a hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that wouldn't public because none of your shits are getting any. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh Michael uh, he's he's walking in right now. <laughs> oh, sunglasses, he's yeah. gonna he be God. This.
1: this microphone is is not <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, let me let me say this, since Mike's here, Matt, <laughs> well, um, if this, this is the only point mistake point I make during this panel, let it be that. <laughs> but I will say this, um,
1: um, back
0: in December, my co- one of my co-hosts um, asked me to get better equipment for my show. this what you see here, the the mics, the, the panel. Um, and during that time, Matt has told, ta- asked me, he's like, hey, you're going to do a panel at my show this April. It's going to be the Power Rangers panel. I figured three mics would be just fine because it would be me, Robert Axelrod, and Vernon Wells. Then in January, Matt tells me, Michael is going to be showing up.
2: So oh, four mics. So I now have to buy another mics. mic.
0: So it's all... Because f- I'm a mic the, too. The f- the f- I figured I'd rule the podcasting world with three mics. Then a Power Ranger has to ruin everything. My evil plan is foiled by a Power Ranger. Blame it on the pizza. Okay, I
2: blame it. Totally. By the way, it's let, good pizza. Again,
0: let's welcome uh, Vernon Wells and Michael Cop- Copan to the... Panel, um,
2: well, we're not welcoming our friend. Yeah, he—he's been uh, warming up the crowd,
0: him. and <laughs> I,
2: I warmed up. Yeah, all warmed up now. Huh? Yeah, they look mm-hmm. like they need warming up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you um, know what? In any normal society, all you people would be locked up. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like war, Right Sense of with this Oh, 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 sorry. i got to keep my language down. That oh, you, you can see it. This is oh. a
1: serious crowd. They're into getting information. <laughs> uh,
0: They're very I, I think some Also, fun. no fun. Guys, they can say whatever they want.
3: fun, fun crowd, right? Yeah. No fun crowd, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That died a death of a thousand <laughs> cuts, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh Is there any
3: napkins, by the way? Just,
0: brief question um, for. Uh, good luck, Michael and Vernon. Did you want <laughs> mic covers for your mics or? Is it Westfield? Are you fine?
2: Oh Joe, give me the pink, green, pukey one. Did I want, want
3: the, I want the uh, blue one. What's which one? The blue. Yeah, the that's purple because he's a blue right? yeah. <laughs> I Say which one. Oh, Is he one? He said, "Which blue?" I am. I'm partially colorblind. Oh yeah. Okay. Actually, actually then that's fine. Then that's
2: fine. Actually, I, I should have the black one because I'm blue. All right. I, I'm going cool that. It won't fit. You didn't get the hey. gold. You didn't get the gold wrap. I got the brown
0: one because I'm shitty. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, you're not, Robert. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <sighs> I'm not a lot of women have ever said that, doesn't, fit. doesn't it? it? <laughs> you got to get the bigger ones next time. Yeah, God, get the super size won't <laughs> Go on. I'm just not used to using them. <laughs> Isn't that good? They, they, have a, they have a competition, actually, of how long <laughs> any interview I'm doing takes to turn to sex. 30 seconds. We're getting good. <laughs> That's how long he lasts, too. I I wouldn't
0: say it's a first for our show. It's first for our panels that we've ever done. And this is the second panel we've ever done. So, thank you, Vern. (laughs)
2: My pleasure. Uh, um, Excuse me, no texting. (laughs) (laughs) Is someone texting? Just
1: kidding.
0: (laughs) Um, Since Robert's still catching up and... (laughs) <laughs> oh God! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did I answer the
1: last question uh, um, correctly?
0: If you want, um, what was
1: I? I forget where I lost my train of thought. What was? Oh,
0: uh, you were talking about Digimon for a little bit, but what's it like being a voice actor? Being?
1: Oh, to go from one show to the other. Yeah, another. to go from one show. Yeah. to... Yeah, uh, just to finish that up. Uh, yeah, it was. I sort of expected it because Digimon was going into its second season, and there were a whole lot of roles open. Up for the second season, and I went in just expecting to be doing something on the show, so I uh, I got the, those two roles. There's, and it was like going from one job to another, you know. I mean, back in the old days when we first started out, we were at Intersound Studios. They had three studios, and we were going literally from Studio A to Studio B to Studio C all in one day, working on this, then, hey, I need you over here for that, I need you over here for this. So uh, we were all used to moving from one thing to the other thing to the other thing, quick, 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 with a ten-minute break or a half-an-hour break for lunch. So we were used to that sort of thing, being ready to change and start on the dime and stop on the
0: dime.
2: Didn't change much. Yeah. We still have the same shit.
0: Yep. And uh, now, now that it's here, I like, also like to thank. Uh, it's an honor, it's a great honor to have everybody here. Uh, to me, it's especially a good honor to have Vernon Wells here because I grew up like a good, again, good portion of you, growing up with a lot of what Vernon has done, from the Power Rangers to Mad Max to robbery, yeah.
2: sex, <laughs> rape. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just a normal crappy with. What can I say? <laughs> I've corrupted a whole two generations. <laughs> I can be proud of that. And what did you do in your life, young man? Oh, I corrupted a lot. <laughs> Welcome <sighs> to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I go the other way. We go. Congratulations, you did a really good job for us. <laughs>
0: Did you have to spend a while on the chair for all the makeup and time Force, or was it just...
2: Um, yeah, actually, it was like about <laughs> two to three hours.
0: <laughs> We'd be done uh, shooting and still get makeup.
2: They'd be out shooting scenes, and I'd still be like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. But taking it off was about two to three minutes. They hated <laughs> me.
0: I was about to say that. Two or three hours to put it on and maybe about
2: 30 seconds to take yep. it off. I used to destroy it every day, but... Um, it wasn't so bad once we sort of got it down to a fine art after a few months. It was just the first couple of months trying to understand putting the makeup on. And the weird thing about it was because it covered my eye, when they took it off, I was actually blind. I couldn't see at all because your brain compensates through your right eye because I couldn't see out of my left eye at all. So when they suddenly took the, the uh, makeup off my left eye, my brain just went... And I couldn't see for about 15 minutes. And the first time it happened, I freaked out totally. Because I actually thought I was blind. I was like, ah! Like people came running from everywhere to see if I was all right. And I was like, I'm blind. (laughs) We used to play tricks with him. We'd be uh, like, (laughs) Brunin! (laughs) Doosh! (laughs) Doosh! And he couldn't see us. (laughs) I'd stay that way. Please don't (laughs) let it come back. (laughs) But no, it it was fun. I enjoyed it. The uh, worst makeup was the three episodes they did, the flashback episodes of... Uh, the makeup you got today is
3: pretty bad, so... The witch? The makeup you have on right now know, is pretty it's, bad. it's yeah. worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. It takes a lot less time. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the, the flashback episodes they did where they had all uh, my side of my face destroyed. That was very uncomfortable and not nice, but... Yeah, you know, and every time I blew my nose, I never knew what was going to happen. Um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it, apart from him.
3: <laughs> As you huh? can tell, with time course, we like to tease each other. We are still, we still like that. We're missing yeah. Jason and Aaron, and we we love it when we're all together because and then Danny. It's, yeah, Dan, yeah, it's a
2: yeah. it's a hoot. We're all it's just eating and a holla, <laughs> we just carry on, like. I think the funnest thing we ever did. Were you on that panel, the the after hours panel? Oh yeah, they asked yeah. us Who we all wanted to go to bed with on the show? Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron was sitting at the end of the table, and there's <laughs> yeah. like five of us. And they went. Someone said, yeah. in the show, guys, which which one of the girls did you really want to go to bed with? And everybody went. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's at the end, of the go- looking at us. And <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> a fun We're a mean lot. <laughs> more questions uh,
0: being w- did, uh, we kind of heard from Robert uh, but from you Vernon, Michael were you two uh, just went for an audition or were you just picked for it
2: um, I actually auditioned for it four times which amazed me I, I didn't want to do it originally because I was working in Las Vegas doing a um, talk show And they flew me back to Los Angeles. I had no idea what Power Rangers was, number one. And I walked into a room very similar to this with as many people in it. And they were all people I'd seen on television, like from all these different shows. And I was like, what the hell am I doing here? And I walked into the audition. And I'd done a film about six months earlier. And I'd worked with a Japanese stunt team. And the guy in charge of all the Japanese stunt team was Koichi. And uh, who is just a wonderful, wonderful man. And I walked into the audition and sitting right there dead center was Koichi. And I went, what the hell are you doing here? (laughs) And he was like the director and one of the producers, wasn't Mm -hmm. he, on the show. So I did the first audition with all these people in the room. I figured that I didn't stand a chance. I left and went back to Las Vegas. Two days later, I got asked to come back and do a second audition to a smaller group of people... And I thought, I still, I'm not going to get it. I went back, and then they asked me to come back once more, and they said the executive producer, Jonathan, right? Mm -hmm. Jonathan had been sick and hadn't seen any auditions, so he wanted to see the final auditions. And I did a final audition for uh, Jonathan, and uh, lo and behold, the next thing, they rang up and said, we need you to come in for wardrobe fitting, it's yours. Mm -hmm. That was basically how I got it. which was kind of fun, and I didn't have a clue who any of these were. (laughs) And when I turned up on set the first morning, I turned up on set, we were shooting on location. And as I was walking down through all the caravans, trying to find my caravan, Erin Cahill opened the door of her caravan, saw me walking down, between, ran over, leapt into my arms, put her uh, legs around my waist and, and held her arms around my neck and looked me in the eyes and said, who are you? <laughs> and I figured who she was, and I went, I'm the asshole that kills your boyfriend. And she went, I don't like you. <laughs> I went back to her caravan, and I went, Oh, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> so that was my introduction.
3: Mine was, uh, mine was pretty cool, like, a uh, pretty cool story because... Um, for uh, any of you guys who are probably aspiring actors and probably got one of those stories that might give you a little hope, from a little town in v- Virginia, Chesapeake, a uh, little town called Deep Creek, and um, didn't know anything about the words before Google and Yahoo. So I went to LA, didn't know what Louis Vuitton was. I thought it was like Louis Vuitton and didn't know what a BMW was because no one where I was from even drove a BMW. But you get to LA and there's like the Honda Civic, you know. Um, but I went to LA and um, I started off modeling. And, um, you know, it's tough to get jobs just in general. Um, Plus, they start racking up prices on your model apartment. So I, I ended up moving into my car. I was living in my 1982 Toyota pickup truck. So I actually, for seven months, I was living in my truck until I auditioned for Power Rangers. And I actually slept outside of the place where we auditioned. That that night, yeah, I mean my um, pickup truck. But I had like a twin mattress in the in the camper shell, you know. So it wasn't that bad. I mean, was at least I had a mattress back there. But went upstairs and used the the bathroom to kind of brush my teeth and shower, and or not shower, but <laughs> you know, like wash up, Three clean up showers. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, went in and auditioned, and it was my first acting audition ever, ever. Um, never did high school theater or anything like that. Just. Uh, kind said, hey, let me just give this a shot, since the commercial agency of LA Models was saying, hey, you got a lot of charisma, maybe you should think about acting. So before, I didn't even know you could act. I was like, wow, you can act to be in movies and TV? And they were like, Mike, this is Hollywood, what do you think? <laughs> but, but, but from where I'm from, I didn't know that was possible. I thought people just got picked to be in some sort of movies or something. Um, so I went in, um, the, the character had a, a, it was an audition against a, a father, uh, a father and a son and. I had a lot of situations, like most people with my father figure, and stuff like that, so I kind of related to the scene, and um, it was real to me, and I gave it my all. Next thing you know, callback after callback, and then screen tests. I beat out 10,000 people and became the Blue Power Ranger, on, and it was my first job, and then that was, uh, uh, thank you, thank you so much, and that put me in my first apartment, and, um, and I learned acting on that set, so People like Vernon and uh, Jason, who was the Red Ranger, they were like big brothers of mine who kind of taught me, I guess, how the industry really worked. And that's where I caught the bug of actually – producing and, and filming as well because i was always with the crew and they were so nice to teach us like why they're using this lens versus that lens and how to light a scene so it was like a really family environment and that's and we've all said that because the, the time force cast is really stuck together but even outside of that the crew was just phenomenal i've been on so many other sets and it's like the crew is sometimes like hey leave us alone we're trying to set up this one was like a family. Like, yeah, you want to look through the camera and move it, and they let us move operate the camera, and well, you know, it's just like a really great learning experience. Um, so I, I was blessed to be uh, a part of this show. So for me to be here, it's just I'm thankful for you guys who have created that process for us to to be on the show. But it was also uh, it's what created uh, where I'm at today, which is directing and producing and acting as well. So yeah, that's how I got the show. no
2: He doesn't hire his friends. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I gotta
0: well give you my
2: business card. You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> 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 um, s- obviously, have a the sh- list of questions. Yeah, just uh, for my oh, okay.
0: um, my sake, mostly. Um, since the show spanned several incarnations, uh, yeah. and being popular with m- majority of uh, the youth in each c- incarnation, uh, seeing yourselves as toys and. Part of video games. What was what that feeling with you guys S- going into a, a place like Toys R Us or something equivalent and seeing yourself well, as a toy? Well, for me,
3: for me, I'll say this: I, I, I watched Mighty Morphin like a diehard fan when I was a kid. I even drew pictures of the Mighty Morphin Rangers for my brothers because I'm an artist as well. And then I ended up becoming a Power Ranger. So that with playing Mario Kart and 007 on the N64, like like I had no other life. I play video games like crazy, so to actually do the voiceover of myself in a video game was mm-hmm. was just crazy. Uh, I still have the PlayStation game at home, and it's it, for me. I'm a gamer myself, so it was like yeah, it's a dream come true. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, of course, I want to be Iron Man. That'd be another great thing. That I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to. want play another superhero eventually, but um, but I loved I love the fact that I'm a Power Power Ranger and was able to be in video games and stuff like that.
2: So, Yeah, it was cool. Um, I mean, I, 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 th- I think probably the worst aspect of all that is that we all had... I think I had more bloody things done of me than any of mm-hmm. you. I had all these little dull things done. We never got paid for it. No. And I think <laughs> that was what sucked the worst, is that we got used and abused pretty much on that show. And I'm not being mean. We loved the show, don't get me wrong. The producers were wonderful, most of them... Um, <laughs> the cast was amazing, and the crew was just out of control. But still in all, myself, I, I know what it's like in the business, but for Michael and, and none of the kids that were in it really had done anything. I don't even think Jason that, That's had, what I'm saying. It, it, he had done maybe a couple was, episodes. Yeah, new, and they really got used. And uh, I think it sucked to be blunt. And yet they did an amazing job, and they all always had a smile, and they always got out there and did their job. But we didn't get anything for the for the games or anything. I voiced my own game. I even did you voice the big truck they had that had the big game in it? Yeah. Yeah. We all
3: We all that's our all. voices in the game, but like like you said, now as a businessman myself, when I'm cutting it, I'm actually as you some of you might know, I'm producing that Power Ranger esque film. But um I'm doing a deal right now with Bandai and I'm working out that stuff right now. So I I'm realizing how just how much we got screwed um, as talent, and uh, it's but like I said, it was a take it or to leave it contract, so it, it does suck. But at the same time, and you yeah, learn, and you learn. Yeah,
2: it's that simple. You learn the ropes. You learn what's going on. I think the the great thing about we were fortunate on our show. Um, number one, I was in it, which I'm an established actor. We had another established actor in it, Jason's father. Um, yeah. God, I can never think of his name. which really uh, uh, Ed, Edward oh, James. Yeah. Um, no, not Edward no, James. No. Olman, but Edward, uh, his father's got a big business with animal food. Um, but he passed away a few years ago. He was a great actor. And the scripts that they wrote for that series were a lot better than the scripts they wrote for a lot of the other series because they had that... Uh, to establish actors that they could work on, which was really cool. And then the whole cast, There was always this fun thing when I was on the set. It was who can pee up the wall the highest. (laughs) It was just, they would come out and they would try to cream me. Seriously, if I was in a scene with them, they were going to be better than I could ever be. And it was just so much fun that you could get out there and sort of go for it with these guys and they would all give it back to you. And um, I just loved it. I had so much fun doing it. And we had, regardless of what we did, we had twenty years, nearly of you guys, didn't we, behind us? Yeah. yeah. The at, at
3: the time, we were the tw- I think about the we were like the tenth season. Tenth. Well, I had but, nine but years but or something. Yeah. Of, yeah
2: of, of, of people before us, which had built up that amazing following. And we were just coming in on top of that, which I think was uh, amazing to be involved in it. And the fun thing that happened to me was I was in Japan, and I was talking to some kids who were Power Ranger fanatics. And I said, yeah, I'm famous in America for killing a Red Ranger. (laughs) And they just looked at me, and they went, we kill one every week. And I went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There goes my joy. (laughs) Yeah, we thought we were being really... I think We killed one Red Ranger. They kill a Ranger every week over there. It's like, yeah, we just kill one every week.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask one last question before I open it up to the audience. Uh, was there, this is, again, this is for everybody, um, was there any stigmata coming off the Power Rangers show or? Stigmata? Uh, t- type of like... Stigma. 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 Coming off the show. Uh,
1: for a while, and I think to this day, I get so typed as Lord said that uh, people don't want to hire me. Uh, just, just say, oh, we don't need Lord head on, on, Lord Zedd voice on this show. And, uh, I haven't worked in voiceovers for years. I've been doing all on camera, which suits me fine. Uh, because I did this, I did my thing in the voice, I, I needed to get a I'm actually a regular on one show, but that only happens three or four times a year on camera. But uh, it's all good. I, I just, uh, I, I'm just i starting to get more auditions now for voiceover stuff, so it'll open up again, I think.
2: I think we all suffered a little bit, but not. I didn't suffer from being on the show. I think I was too established. I'd been through that. Uh, for about six years, everybody thought the only thing I could do was Road Warrior. Um, whenever I went for an audition, people would look at me and they'd go, yeah, love what you do, but uh, you're probably going to be the one that kills the grandmother and rapes their dog. That <laughs> <laughs> you know, was this whole... And it was like, Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, they couldn't get past it, and it took a long time uh, for me to be able to do other things. And the nice thing about doing... Power Rangers for me was that people saw me not trying to kill all the kids, having fun with the kids. But I think for, what, about two years, three years before it really became famous, you know, it was like nobody was sort of taking any interest. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in all of us, it was just suddenly it was like Power Rangers. And we were like, what the hell yeah. happened? <laughs> but like suddenly everybody wanted to see us, which I think is great. But I don't think we ever got a stigma from it, just kind of, you know. Yeah.
3: I think if I think maybe the uh, the originals probably
2: suffered more probably suffered
3: me. more than me because when I was on it, like I said, like you said, there, it wasn't as popular as it was. I think after Turbo kind of died down, like on a, on a global level, and just recently, especially in the past five years, it's really catapulted back almost to where it was in the original days. So when I got off the show, actually, it didn't hurt or help me really. I mean, I would going to auditions, when I auditioned for a lot of these things, it was like, okay, you're a Power Ranger. I think the only thing that helped was that they saw that had, I've done multiple episodes as an actor. So, I mean, that was they just want to know, like, okay, he can manage well on a set and not get yep. fired. But it wasn't like, oh, he was a Power Ranger, let's let's hire him. Um, so, yeah, for me it didn't really help or um, or hurt me at the end of the day. But nowadays it's definitely helping help me uh, a lot and especially my ability to come to these conventions where uh, because you guys are so loyal to to us that you guys want to see us, so people fly us out so that you know we can meet you guys. You know, and yeah. that, that's a that's pretty much uh, like the best thing yeah, you know, about up it. Man, take the shit yeah. out of
2: you. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to open it up to you, the audience. Uh, who's first? Who wants to say anything? I'm just going to turn this around so it picks up you guys better.
2: Ooh. So Ooh. the pink one. Ooh. <laughs> Who's gotta
0: George, be, who going uh, to be first? St- You're in the back.
1: Blue shirt. Um, speak up so they
0: might out. fix you up. Okay, um, What do you guys think about um, Power Rangers kind of stuff that are being created right now? Like, Power Rangers are being
3: made now. Like yeah. I like the, um. I thought the Rita costume was interesting. I mean, I, I kind of wanted to at least see some horns or something related to the original. I think uh, a lot of people felt the same way. Um I'm hoping Lionsgate does a really good job with it. I was, you know, at first I thought it was going to be more of like a, a Twilight version of Power Rangers, or, um, but um, it's looking like they're, they're, they probably listen to a lot of people and um, they're making some good moves. I, I heard there's a trailer. Someone told me there was a trailer, uh, at, at my table. I haven't seen it yet. Have you guys seen the trailer for it yet? Apparently there's a, there's some sort of uh, like leaked trailer, so I'm, I'm like waiting until I get service so I can actually go look that up. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan just as much as I am a, a ranger. So um, I'm excited about it. And um, I'm excited about... The, I don't know if any of you guys have helped with our campaign with the uh, Power Ranger film that I'm doing. But it's more like a Pacific Rim meets Guardians of the Galaxy. But we've really developed that now. And we're close to three big funders right now. It's at a $10.2 million budget. So we're just. I should know any time now whether we're going to go press go with that. And I have 20, 23 original uh, Power Rangers in the film along with... A lot of the villains as well. Michael, so is
0: that? Is there an in, like an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter with that? Or? There was,
3: but um, we we didn't we weren't successful in raising all the capital. We uh, we raised about fourteen thousand, which I used to start the initial drawings and um, put the package together for the investors. Uh, right now, we have um, actually, if you guys are basketball fans, Nick Van Axel, mm-hmm. um, yeah, his, his company oh, in de- yeah, his, his company in Texas is one of the companies is looking into it. But there's two other companies right now. So we're at a $10.2 million budget. And the the crew that did the Power Ranger, Power Slash Ranger film, a lot of this, the sound score and the CGI team have come on board as well uh, with me. So we're excited about putting that together. I don't put a lot of stuff online because I like to keep things um, somewhat quiet until it's ready to go. But um, super excited. Um, it's it's called Dawn of Destiny now. Um, and uh, it, like I said, it's Guardian Guardians of the Galaxy Field with Pacific Rim. Um, just you're going to see Power Rangers in it. So I'm uh, hoping that would be more targeted towards the fans uh, since I don't think Lionsgate is putting any uh, of us original people in the film. Um, so, yeah.
2: No. Who's next? My, um. Wow, don't all rush the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: have a uh, question for Michael.
2: Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, cut it out. Let it ask
0: I usually ask this for uh, I've met um, some of the other rangers I've up, met off to St. John and stuff. Um, do you ever? Because I know a lot of
1: the rangers have, you know, their ranger helmets. Mm-hmm. Do you ever just like wear that around your house?
3: <laughs> 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 sometimes when I'm naked, yes. No. <laughs> I've um. Sometimes when I'm intoxicated, it. It tends to fall on my head, so. And going along with some dance moves, yeah. Yeah, pretty, that's probably the only time I wear it, but, um, these, these remakes were made to a mold of a, of a five foot three Asian man, so it doesn't quite fit my head.
1: It's close to me.
3: Yeah, they even, foot four. so, um, on me it looks like, like a, like a, like a put, like a little child helmet on, but, um. But it's, it's still fun to put on. Uh, like I said, I got a suit made, too. Um, we, you know, we, we put it on from time to time, but I just don't look the same in it. I look like I should have a cigarette and be like, Hey, kids, how you doing? <laughs> I'm a Power Ranger. What do you want? You want some candy or something? Get out of here. <laughs> so, not the same as when I was 18.
0: Um, just one more from me. Uh, what, uh, what, what is the appeal of, for those who are not fans, what is the appeal of the Power Rangers? Because from someone who was a casual fan of the Power Rangers, it seemed like it had uh, an old-school Godzilla feel, aka Toho feel to it,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: kind of brings in that kind of fandom. Is mm-hmm. that what the appeal is, or...?
3: Um, I, you know what? I, I think the appeal is just the, this, this superhero world. I think just in general, a lot of them... Like, superheroes, what I've learned through Comic-Cons, is that We've given a lot of you guys hope and an education on how to be a great human being and and how to uh, have great morals in life. I think that's the greatest thing I've taken away from from a lot of our fans is that they kept watching our shows because it was something that was positive and uplifting, and it didn't follow the trend of the world and society. You know, and it kept giving them a something of hope and positivity to follow through. Uh, and I've heard a lot of fans say to me like, "You've really." you know fathered me or educated or big brothered my life um through these years and i thought that's just the coolest thing and i and i relate to that because growing up not just with power rangers but uh, also superman and batman and you know spider-man and all these things and x-men i i i used to love comic books and drawing as well so from i understand that you know because you know everybody want dreams of being that good god that good superhero guy you know and uh <laughs> except
0: for <laughs> Vernon, except for You're Vernon, <laughs> Vernon is shaking his head now. Except
3: for well, when you come out the butthole, um,
2: <laughs> yeah, but you, you said something that really intrigued me. You said that uh, you get a lot of these kids saying you fathered me, and I'm thinking, yep, that's Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's funny. I, you know what? I, dad. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it. it it resonates with people more with the adults that have children because Power Rangers had an innocence about it. Nobody ever got killed. You know, there's all these explosions when, you know, the Power Rangers start decimating all the villains, sidekicks, but they all get up and run away. You know, not, there's no blood to speak of in the show. And, and as Michael was saying, it had good moral value. And I think more than anything, parents would sit their kids in front of the television and go, here, watch this. And it was Time Force or Power Rangers. And it was something that people could watch without having to go, oh, my God, there's a pair of boobs there or there's this. You didn't you didn't have any of those fears. And I think that was the, the main thing about it that got people yeah. so into And then, of course, the kids get hooked on it and they want to see it and want to see it. And it's generational. You know your kids see it so when they have kids they sort of if it's still going they mention it to them they put their kids in front of the TV and, and they watch it yeah and I think that's why it's become what in, in Japan it's in its 25th year or something 30 just, I, think. Or I think 30th 30, 30. year it's been going forever
3: no probably even more because it was 20 years before the Mighty Morphin started they, have, so they, they took 20 years of footage and, and created Mighty Morphin
2: well there you go it's been there for a long time and I think it's the is, that right? is that right
3: that's right right I mean, about fifteen. I know it was something like that—fifteen or twenty years before they yeah. even showed. So it's all moment. those
2: moral values that it brings forth, and the, you know. And I think it's fun. You know, you you watch that show. The, everybody in it's having fun. The villains are having fun. I mean, even the crusty old ones—they're all having fun. <laughs> We're all enjoying ourselves, and I think that comes across as much. And always, the villain gets. Gets uh, stopped in his evil plan, no matter what. You know, it's it's one of those old, harking back to the old days when you went to see the uh, movies on a Saturday at the matinee, Saturday matinee, you know, Batman and Superman and they always ended in a cliffhanger. You know, will Superman survive? Of course, he's going to survive, you dumbass. He's going to be there next week. We should,
3: we should do a season where this, yeah, the bad guy wins the first yeah, episode. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you
1: know, Lord <laughs> used to win, uh, they used to win little things. Yeah. They, uh, there's one episode where they say, uh, the power coins, they, they got the power coins uh, uh the, I screen it in one of my panels. They lost the Zords, but they retained the Power Coins. So the Power Rangers were weakened. So yeah. the Power Rangers had to get back their Power Coins. This oh, that's right. that's right. Season yeah. 2, I think it was. Season 3. Oh, my God. That's got so they, that's just an example. Of they used to win, little, little win, bits. win some bits here and there. So it
2: made it more real. Guess I won the odd little thing.
3: <laughs> Very little. Any more questions? Yeah, any, any more?
0: Don't be shy. Yeah. Um, be shy.
3: Whatever your old collective experience was throughout all this, what when you were leaving it, I guess, was that kind of like a bittersweet experience, like ed- oh, going no. forward to your next venture, I guess? I know we kind of touched on that, but just from all three of you in, in general. Um, yeah, for me,
1: yeah. For me, it was... Uh, It was. I didn't like the ending. If the ending, uh, if the ending, he went out with a bang, I would have liked it more. But he went out with getting switched to a human being and loving it was not my idea for uh, for Lord Zedd. But uh, driving off in a convertible with the new reader. Was (laughs)
2: <laughs> was get that That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not too bad. No, it's. Uh,
1: but they used the guy, the sun, They didn't use me for that. They used the stuntman in the suit for that. So. Uh, uh, anyway, I would have preferred him going out with a bang, sure. instead of a whimper.
2: I, I think when we all left, it's funny, when you do a film or, or something, when it's over, you always say to everybody, you go around and you say you know, goodbye to everybody, you always say, you know, we've got to catch up, we'll have to have lunch, you know, give me a call, we'll do lunch or something. It never happens. <laughs> the minute you walk off the set and walk away, everybody forgets who everybody else was. You can't even remember their names. We did the same thing on Power Rangers, but we are all so close, we did it. Which I think was the, the thing about it. None of us actually left Power Rangers, we all just moved on to a different thing the we all stayed together It is weird <laughs> yeah cuz every other show like
3: I have left and I'm sure he has we don't I don't talk to any of them as well but I still always cut in touch with uh, Jason and yeah somehow Vernon as well we you know it's like
2: it's really cool that way we're all kind of for some reason I don't know why that that cast just gelled for some reason and we all just hang out and we are still have a lot of fun together which is so much fun we were all together at just to give you a, an example of how stupid this lot are we were doing a convention and for some reason they had all the power rangers from time force together and they had me at the other side of the convention hall and um daniel and michael came over and they went what are you doing over here and i went <laughs> you know, I was like, like, who this planned this this is where they put me and they went this is ridiculous you should be over there with me, us and I said well I don't know well why don't we ask them and so they went up to the management and they went well yeah well, you know, we can't sort of someone won't move and we can't put them in so we'll try to get it organized by tomorrow and these two came over they picked up my desk <laughs> up their heads and they walked through the crowd carrying my desk all the That's way right. over and they moved Absolutely. instead of the desk being this way they moved two of them sideways and they put me in the middle Yeah, and that was the end of it it was like you're there dude I yeah there. <laughs> yeah it was like, like he's like you know
3: family team it's like, like how is he over there so me and Dan are like man forget this shit Like, come on <laughs> but you know I me mean? I'm like a rebel now. I don't care who I was like I'm one of those guys that ask for forgiveness as opposed to ask for permission so, so
2: yeah it's, it's, it's fun like your question is that Leaving was kind of a little bit sad in its own way because we had all been together for so long. But it never ended for us. You know, we still get together, we still see each other, and we still have that same unity, which I think is what the show is about. And we kind of prove it, really, yeah. and the fact yeah. that we still have that unity now. Right, right. Yeah.
3: I mean, for me, I, I just a to real touch on it, I, I mean, for me, I was 18 years old, I was 17 before they waited till I turned 18 to even shoot the show because um, they didn't want to pay me as a, a child. <laughs> but um, they paid you, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't get the bonus. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry, no, I'm just <laughs> I was kidding. I wish I did. But um, anyways, I I it was emotional for me because because uh, I I've never experienced friendship or this much excitement in my life, other than my family. But you know, growing up in a small town, you kind of have friends through the football team, and but this was like. Oh, my God. Like how literally Aaron just jumped on him. Same thing for me. Like every day I see Aaron is like hug me, kiss me. Oh, my God, I love you. And her mom would kiss me. And it's like me and Jason would always wrestle each other. It's like every morning was like this just really weird f- best friendship. I was like, and then it was going. We we're like, oh, my Very God. We're we gay. gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much we're gay. So, no, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But, no, it was really hard to leave everybody. But I just knew – um I, knew we, I I was excited for my, the future of my career, but at the same time, I just didn't want to lose sight of like, that friendship, you know? and I think all of us felt the same.
0: Um, I'll take one last question from the audience, and we'll get the information off of my guests here or everybody's guests. Uh, that way they can set up for the next panel. Uh, yeah. Who's next? Who? Yes. Uh, uh, my question is about
3: conventions. Uh, at least for me, it seems like they're kind of a new thing. Um, I don't know if they really are. I mean, 2008, that kind of stuff is when I started noticing them. So I was just curious, when
0: was your first convention and what kind of experience was it for you? Because it seems like it's a very different thing than acting because you're not so, like, socializing with everybody.
2: Yeah, so it's harder much. than acting. 2008
1: yeah. was my first,
2: first yeah.
1: convention. And it was, uh, God,
3: I'm an oldie, am I? Yeah, he, he's a veteran I kind of
1: went in there <laughs> wide-eyed. I, I, it blew my mind. I, my girlfriend at the time talked me into doing conventions. I said to her, uh, nobody remembers Lord Zed anymore. This was years ago. I don't want to go back in time and try to resurrect that kind of thing. Uh, and she said, you're crazy. Go, do it. So she booked me on one convention and I was hooked. I couldn't believe it. All the fans, very devoted and very, wow, you made my childhood. It was it was wonderful. And uh, So from then on, I... I started doing the conventions. It's uh, I'll do about eighteen this year, I think.
3: That's how mine mine was like that too. I did my first one in, um, Minneapolis. It was an anime convention with Jason, and uh, I literally had one photo. I didn't even have a banner yet, so it's just like just my name. Oh, I remember
2: that. (laughs) So I mean,
3: I was so new at it, and uh, I had like one photo and my name, and um, yeah, it was it was a really I think. 2000 t- might have been 2012 yeah 2012 or 13 one of those years um so i've only been doing it for like three four years but yeah that was uh my first experience and it started blowing up just recently so i didn't think people cared about power rangers either like i didn't think that they cared about it as much as they do now and then i saw how big it blew up through the social media and um some of my other stuff too like like the that's so raven the i did that one episode in the you know that that thing blew up and there's memes of me as a boy band member even in the Super Bowl Fox mm. Fox News posted about that that we should have been to a halftime performance <laughs> and it got like 700,000 shares, reshares and likes i was like it's crazy what social media does but um yeah so I, the the convention thing is awesome you know it gives us a time to you know focus on things that we you know want to do and some of us is, this is our full-time job outside of doing what we love to do which is you know act or produce or whatever the case is Mm. you know it takes the stress off a little bit of like having to just go in and you know sometimes before I I started doing conventions auditioning was like seemed like I was like I don't know you just kind of lost the 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 love to go audition because it was more about I need I need this job so I can pay my rent and you know it became more of that thing because uh, an actor's life sometimes is struggle it's up and down so uh, I think these conventions it really does help help us um, Mm. a lot yeah
2: yeah, I'm the oldie here. Sheesh. I started doing conventions quite a few years ago. But um I Your first I, one was with uh Jesus, right? Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Him and I did our first one and you know, he kept saying to me, dude, you've a got it made. You've got to do this shit. You know? <laughs> they need good and evil, dude. He won't come up. I need you. Um So, <laughs> so actually <laughs> I did my first convention quite back in the 90s. And actually, the funny thing was that when I was asked to do it, I had no idea what it was, like everybody. But when I went to it, I wasn't selling my photos. I was actually giving them away. Because I didn't figure that anybody wanted to buy anything I signed. And one of the guys at the convention, I won't mention his name, but a very large actor in the um, genre of, of horror movies, walked up to my table and said, may I speak to you for a minute outside? And I went, sure. And I thought, oh, he's going to offer me a movie. And I walked outside and he said, unless you want your ass kicked real bad, start selling your photos. And I went, what? He said, dude, the reason you have so many people is you're giving it away and we're selling them and we're not making any money. So get with the program. And I went, well, that's the end of my day. And I, started, and I, I was selling them for basically nothing and it just dawned on me that people actually wanted to come along and talk to me and buy an autograph and I found it humbling to be blunt I still get embarrassed you've got no idea because I think we all do because people come up and say things to you that you know they'll come up and say oh my god you know you have no idea how you've affected my childhood or affected things I was on the path to basically being suicide and you know just the things that you've done made me realize that i don't have to do that and that is really humbling when you sort of sit there and think dear god i I had no idea that i affected anybody this way and it's not me personally it's something that i've done on screen that has affected this person which means that what i did on screen was powerful enough to actually get to them and that is really amazing to even think about as an actor and it's all because of when we come to these conventions, all you people, you are actually what keep us in business. And I don't care what anybody thinks. Michael's in business because of you. Mm-hmm. Lord Zed's in business because of you. I'm in business because of you, because you like what we do. None of us, Michael, Robert, or myself, would be here if you people went. <laughs> yeah. That would be the end of it. Seriously, our career, not just the conventions, our career on the whole would yeah. be over because nobody would care. But If no one don't. went to movies, if
3: no one you yeah. know, rented movies, if no one... So
2: you're inside. the guys we should be clapping. You mm. shouldn't be clapping us. We should be clapping you because yeah. You, yeah. you you stay with yeah, us you know, and you we like that. This awesome. We like that. And, um, you know, I think it's just wonderful that people appreciate what we do, regardless of whether it's big, small, 20 years ago, 30 mm-hmm. years ago, or today... The fact that you remember and appreciate, that is what counts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to you guys, thank you. Thank you.
0: That being said, um, we're going to end the show. I'd like to thank Vernon Wells, Robert Axelrod, and Michael Copan mm-hmm. uh, for being here. Uh, where can we find you guys on uh, other than Facebook uh, if uh, you want to promote? We're not I telling you. I <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I if, is there
3: anything it's you guys want to uh,
0: plug Wix. or uh, any so
1: yeah I'm just
3: Instagram I'm on Wix what's it Wix. Wix? Wix Wix
1: what's
2: Wix that's a website oh, uh, oh w- Wix yeah, thing like. that you can do okay I, I'm on Facebook and IMDB Facebook. if you yeah. want to see what I'm doing go on to IMDB yeah IMDB,
3: IMDb and, and IMDb. Instagram yes. is what I pretty much use if you guys want to or Facebook,
2: just message me. I'll answer you sometime. Yeah. Again,
3: thank
0: thank you guys for being part of this panel and being on my show. Um uh, Again, thank you guys for being here at Four State Retro Comic and Pop Culture Con. Doing autographs
1: next door. Yeah, they, they're
0: see them next door. I've seen all of you. This show will be the <laughs> this show will be the first one uh, put up on Monday night. At our, we're found on iTunes and Twitter. Not Twitter. Well, on Twitter iTunes and Google Play. Our website is longcoatmafia.podbean.com. I got flyers here. You're fi- more than willing to take one. Uh, like I said, we- the episode will be dropped on Monday and I'll give you guys the links once it drops. Okay. So um, Again, thank you all and thank you.
3: Thank you.
2: Oh, by the way, if you've got any more questions, please don't bug the shit out of us. <laughs> Just kidding. God.
3: to the long coat mafia
1: capish
0: welcome back everybody i hope you enjoyed our journey down memory lane with this bonus anniversary episode that we keep sharing uh but as promised we or i say i cut out the my intro and the outro i did for this panel and just stuck with the panel for y'all um as always that we've been kind of uh, letting everybody know we are partnered with W energy if you wish to uh, get something from W energy just simply go to w.gg and at checkout enter in the code LCM podcast for 10% off your order and while you do that it also helps the, ch- the show the channel and everything else plus Plus, let me say this, if what you see there is a little bit out of your price range, but you want to help the channel, you may do so by shooting us a buck or two by uh, heading to our GoFundMe link in the description down below and doing it that way. Just send us a couple of bucks if you want, Uh, whatever the lowest amount that GoFundMe GoFundMe lets you do, you may do that. In regards to that and remember we have a challenge with that as soon as we break $1,000 with that at the end of our main episode where I say I'm a gamer and I'm wearing a bikini I will remove my shirt showing that I am actually wearing a bikini top. So it doesn't have to be one person, it's combined. We have to break that goal in order to do it, and the funds that we raise from this GoFundMe will be used to help with uh, getting new or new-ish equipment. And if, uh, as stated in our main episode, if Sasha comes down to uh, pick me up to go to an event or... uh, Something like that, it helps with hotel costs, food, uh, tickets if we have to buy tickets. And uh, even if jo- George from PNG Studios and uh, what he does on the side, uh, if he comes down uh, to help pick me up again, gas, food. Uh, tickets, anything uh, if he wants to take it to help him cover costs, even if he wants me to help split uh, with hotels costs. It all helps. It all adds up and doesn't just focus on me and this show. It helps friends getting us to events and everything else. It helps with that. So please help out the channel. Not to mention we have a Patreon. Link is in the description. Even that's at the lowest amount we can set it at, at $3. There you have access to polls. Maybe some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, full raw episodes. Before they hit YouTube. And everything else. Or even clips I think I don't want on YouTube. Will be posted on Patreon. So there's that. And you know I know something. You really want to know something. If you are really hard up for, for cash. You are the person that is just making ends meet, uh, making rent, make having enough funds for food and bills and so forth and so on. I get you. I understand that you can't support us with a buck or two or through Patreon or anything like that. I get you uh, and I understand. I'm t- I tend to be that way myself sometimes. So if you want to just you know just want to let you know, listing our show, sharing our show, subbing up and everything else helps our show really. It does. Even putting comments uh on either on Podbean, our Facebook, on YouTube, you know, that helps us. Subbing up on YouTube, subbing up on A- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify, even subbing up on Podbean helps us out. And everything it, like that helps us. Sharing our posts on Facebook sharing, liking, sharing on Twitter, liking, um, liking our posts on Instagram, following us on Instagram and Twitter, and everything else helps us out. The more it helps, uh, the more you do that, the more it helps us out, and the more it helps us. In that end, we could probably eventually get monetization, and we don't have to do crowd funders and all that jazz and bug you guys that way. So please help us out. Help us have some fun. Uh, we will have fun with you. That's why we, we're we doing stuff like Patreon. And we're asking you for con- uh, comments and so forth and so on. Uh, our email is longcoatmafia at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the Long Mafia Podcast. And like I said, we're ha- going to have a couple extra um, uh, bonus episodes this week with interviews and so forth and so on uh, to help break out the monopoly monotony of the panel episodes so take care i am the reverend godfather aka the martinsburg madman and i am out of here
2: you've been listening to the long coat mafia podcast the internet's most hated and mafia themed geek podcast